25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And at least to date, as this episode comes out on Monday... Laura and I remain off of the COVID protocol list. Yes, that we are. Thank God. Um, can't say the same uh, for our beloved Blue Jackets, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But let's do our favorite thing. How are you? You know, I am here. <laughs> I'm good. I... Um, I'm very exhausted. A lot of driving today in my day. Um, I'm currently, so you all can see, um, I guess I'm just going to do this now because I haven't done it yet. Um, There's all sorts of fun things (laughs) hanging above me. This is a canoe with twinkly lights on. I'm staying in an Airbnb in Grand Rapids, Michigan, because I am starting a new job tomorrow. I'm starting a new job in in Michigan tomorrow, and I need to go look for places to live. So um, I'm exhausted. I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm every emotion that I possibly can be. Um, so <laughs> like it's, it's everything. We just saw one of our best friends and one of our favorite people in the world get married yesterday. So obviously like there's an emotional high there. So it's just been a emotional roller coaster of a weekend, but I think going into the week, I feel pretty good. I do. I would ask you how you are, but I just talked about me moving. And so I don't know if it's going <laughs> to. So, so let's first, like, let's first say that I am very proud of you and very yes. excited that you are starting this new job. Um, it is a bummer because no one likes to have their best friend five hours away from them. Um but as of right now, nothing is changing as far as the podcast is considered. Um, that is something that you and I talked about and we are dedicated to do. So well, I think I think it always like it brings me back to how we started, right? Like like we we started this when nobody could go to hockey games, when nobody could be in person, when when nobody could do any of these things. And so I've had a few people say like, well, Jeremy, are you worried about the podcast? I'm like, actually, like, not even once has it crossed my mind that, like, <laughs> anything is going to change with Subjectively Speaking, because when we started this charade, it was, uh, nobody could go to games, nobody could do anything. It was actually kind of, like, the reason it started. And so I think Subjectively Speaking, on a more emotional and personal note, is going to be my way and our way of doing the thing that we love to do most with each other. And that's talking about the Columbus blue jackets. And hopefully somebody somewhere thinks it's worth listening to. And we know that they do because they've done it for the last 11 months. And I'm assuming they will continue to do it. Even though I will be a Michigander. Oh God. Oh man. I hated that. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, Nothing's changing with the show. I am bummed. You may see me. If you ever see me out in public, you might see me cry more often. Um, <laughs> you but, always cry a lot, though, to be fair. Um, so, yeah. So, if anyone wants to go to games, I'm going to have access to uh, quite a few tickets. So, 
Uh, well, if anyone wants to go to a game with me. That is if anybody's allowed to go to games. That is true. That is true. But no, we're, I'm incredibly proud and very excited. And you are going to do such great things. Thank you. And I can't wait to, you know, update all of our listeners as you get adjusted and we move you to Michigan. Cause that's right. I'm not even letting him move by himself. I have to go with him to do it because wait. I can't not be there. Do you want to know what's so funny? What? I looked it up. I, like the thing that people don't talk about when they talk about moving into other states is like all of the like hoops you have to jump through in terms of like getting your car registered in another state, getting a new driver's license, all these kind of things. Can we also just talk about how proud I am of myself for moving to a new state in the year that I had to get my driver's license renewed anyway? Proud of you. That's good work. But do you know what license plate is currently available in the state of Michigan? Like a personalized plate. Is it a Blue Jackets related one? It is. It's like quite Blue Jackets related. What is it? Fifth line. Oh. So I think I might get it. I don't know yet. And if you are listening to this podcast and you're in the state of Michigan and you get a personalized plate that says fifth line on it out of spite, I'm finding you. I'm not sure Michigan is one of the states we register in, but. Now that you say that, let me go look. Because <laughs> now I'm like, are my people here? <laughs> well, while he's looking that up, listeners, if you, you know, please. Show some love to Jeremy. This is a, a very big step in his career and a really incredible opportunity. And, you know, so please show him some love and some congratulations because I'm very proud and we're all very proud. And, yes, it's been a very emotional weekend for the two of us because, as he said, we did get to see one of our very best friends, one of the best people in the entire world, get married yesterday. Um and I was a weepy mess the whole time. <laughs> so you, shout out yeah. to Stevie P and his beautiful bride, Casey. Um, we are just so happy for the two of you. And we were so happy that we could be there yesterday um, with so many other wonderful people and our other bestie, Corinne. We just had quite the time uh, in Canton, Ohio. And we just, it's just been a roller coaster. And now we get to, now we get to handle the moving and Christmas and tattoos, which we never updated. We didn't actually get in November. We're getting them. Yeah. Eve. So, um, so excited. So yeah, but so those are all. That's a lot of life updates. I think we just are trying to avoid talking about hockey because of just how absolutely like bleak things feel. Yes or yes. Yeah, it's like not. This is not great times. Um, in hockey world for sure. No, and it's so obviously right. Like we'll chat first about the fact that um, things were interesting on the Blue Jackets road trip for a number of reasons. Obviously, we weren't able to cover um, everything just because of life and and things and happenings. And but but man, like just like a weird week. Of course, I can't even remember which games we haven't covered. Was it the start at Seattle and go forward, or am I missing one? No, we released on Monday of last week, so we have Vancouver, we have and Vancouver and Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, two not good hockey games. I mean, okay, let's actually like 
take it to the like actual sense of it, right? Like it starts really well in Vancouver. Like it starts really well. Um, and that's a Vancouver team that at the time had won four games in a row. Uh, but even actually it doesn't even start well because before the game, we learned that Vancouver scrapped uh, one of its practices. We learned that Vancouver added multiple players to the COVID protocol list. We learned that, you know, all of these things. And then after the first period, we learned uh, that a member of the Vancouver Canucks was pulled out of the game for COVID protocol mid game. Um, and so while things started well on the ice in terms of the Jackets taking a free, nothing lead at the start of the game, uh, things didn't really start well in Vancouver. And I think things have kind of snowballed. That game snowballed into not being good, but but now here we are as this releases on Monday with a whole level of not good. Yeah, it's it's just been it's it's been a roller coaster of circumstances for the Blue Jackets um since we released our last episode last Monday. And um yeah, to really to really hit it off is we came into Vancouver with just a a flurry of COVID-related issues that we were facing uh, with the Canucks. Um, Obviously a big concern to have a player pulled in the middle of a game, um, knowing that he was on the ice um, with positive test results for a whole um, period. Um, And yeah, so from the hockey side of things, the first period in Vancouver was probably one of the best periods of Blue Jackets hockey we've seen. Um, this season so far, but um, with Eric Robinson getting two goals, Max Domi getting his seventh goal of the season, um, it really felt pretty optimistic. Um, but unfortunately, it all went downhill um, from there. And there was a hard fought second period. Um, the Canucks get one goal, which you know, you're still up 3-1, not a big deal whatsoever. And then third period, the wheels just came completely off for the Blue Jackets. And the Canucks uh, score three unanswered goals in the third period to take that game to a 4-3 to three, uh, win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, yeah, it was rough sauce um Lars said in his post game interview that he has no he had no idea why we stopped playing and why we could not maintain i mean we maintained a lead you know all the way through to the third period but then that third period it was just like we were completely out of steam and there was just no way to to fight off those three unanswered goals. So Yeah, and, and I mean and on top of that, right, like you get Bo Horvat, he scored with less than a minute left to win the game, right? So obviously a four three loss, but even with a minute left in the game, the Jackets are, are tied three three and you wonder if it's gonna be a scenario that's similar to Seattle where the Jackets, you know, are are leading for a majority of the game. They let Seattle back into it. It gets to overtime and the Jackets win. And you're hopeful that maybe the Jackets can get them into overtime. If nothing else, at least get a point out of Vancouver. And obviously they bend and they break um, in this one. And that's tough, right? Like playing with a three, nothing lead should be 
fun hockey. It should be good hockey. Obviously, there should still be spaces and time to learn to develop in those in those games. And I don't know if it's a mindset thing or I don't know what it is, but the Jackets just really can't play with a lead. And maybe it's because they started all season playing from behind, catching up, winning games, and they've kind of gotten into that mentality. People talk about how hard it is to play from behind. It can be just as hard to play <laughs> from from in front, especially a three-goal lead. You get complacent. Then it becomes a two-goal lead, the most dangerous lead in hockey. They make up one more. It's a one-goal game, and anything can happen. And then after that, the wheels fall off. And I don't – speaking of wheels, I don't want to, like, undermine the impressive play of Eric Robinson in the first period, scoring two goals. I don't want to take that away from him. He had a really good game. You know, I, I think Max Domi and Jack Rosselick again played well in that game. Uh, it's just – it's tough to come out of that game feeling good because it's one that you at least should have gotten a point in. It's one you should have won, but it's one you should have at least gotten a point in. Yeah. It was incredibly frustrating. You could tell the players were frustrated. um, All of whom very much so, you know, said this is not, this is not the type of game that we are wanting to play. Like this is not, we need to be a 60 minute team, um, which has been, True. Over over the course of this stretch of um, you know sort of up and down games, is they're they're discovering that they are not playing as a sixty minute hockey team. They are playing as a twenty minute hockey team. We seem to be getting games where we get one period that is like the level of which we expect them to play, and then the other two, in whatever fashion they occur, are just not at the level that is expected. And, you know, like we said, this is a lot of learning, growing, but some things like some things you have to start, you know, wondering like, why do we not have the stamina? Why do we not have the energy? Why do we not have the motivation to play more than one solid 20 minute period? Like that's more than learning and growing. That is something that needs to be addressed because, that's your that's the expectation. The expectation is that you are able to play 60 minutes of hockey. And we just yeah. haven't been able to do that. Um and it's it's you know, it's really starting to become a hindrance, especially when you know your your really good period of hockey is your first period and you get yourself into a decent lead and then watch it dwindle away because you no longer have the energy or the momentum or the drive to hold on to it or to defend it for that other 40 minutes, or you get, we get ourselves into the circumstance as we will talk about here when we played Edmonton on Thursday, that we have the first 40 minutes are hot garbage. And then we start to really find ourselves in the third period and it's just not enough. There's not enough time, too much has been wasted, and there's just not enough to get that, you know, to get it back to a place where we have an opportunity to maybe win the game. It's just, it's insurmountable at that point, right? Like, there's a difference, I think, between being in a situation like Vancouver where you only let a period slip any good hockey team can score three goals in two periods versus just an absolute, like 
down for nothing. You're being outplayed in every which way. It just, I mean, listening to you <laughs> during that game, being on the phone with you made me really nervous about recording this episode talking about that game because there was just a lot of foul language and a lot of un- unsavory thoughts, but not undeserved thoughts. And, and so I just like, it was hard to watch. It was like really hard hockey to watch. And here I am trying to pack my house. And the only thing I can think of is this is terrible. And the only thing I can hear is, are you fucking kidding me? And it's you. (laughs) Yeah. If we ever, um, our network has started doing uh, these watch along YouTubes. Yeah. That'd be a problem. If we ever do a watch along and we are just hot garbage, I may (laughs) get myself in trouble. I know. We're going to have to use the mute button on our microphones. We're going to have to be like, you must, I can't give you my fucker. I have no yeah, idea how that I, sounded. I'm a real time uh, when I watch hockey, especially at home. So, um, but yeah, it was Edmonton was well. First, first of all, we go into Edmonton still with this continued um, concern with COVID because, and again, we're going to talk way more about the whole COVID situation here in a little bit, but again, with this renewed concern, not that it hasn't always been there, but renewed concern about COVID um, and just being like, okay, like, let's just, let's rally because now we've, you know, we haven't been doing great. Like, let's just figure it out. And it was not, it was not there. Um, I mean, we, we quickly were down three, nothing in the first period. Um, and you know, you, you, you know, that happens. We do, we've done it to teams clearly. And so you kind of hope that, well, maybe we're on the other side of the page now. Maybe we'll be the team that spoils the three goal lead. No. That's that was not the case uh, whatsoever. Um, the The second period was even more frustrating. Um, it's where a lot of those "you got to be fucking kidding me" situations mm-hmm. occurred. Um, we allow for them to go up um, for nothing, and it was a rough night for Elvis. Um, I always play the first two periods. It was, it was a rough night. Um, defensively, we were really not good in front of him. Um, and those were some, some difficult uh, goals that, that went in. And so for the first time in what it feels like forever, um, Corpy makes uh, his way out onto the ice for the third period. And, I got to say, I mean, I know that we scored two goals in the third period, but the real shining moment of that third period was Corpy. Mm-hmm. Um, Corpy did an outstanding, <laughs> outstanding job saving 16 uh, pucks on 16 shots um, because the, the goal that um, Edmonton scored in the, in the third period was an empty net goal. So that doesn't count against Corpy, but he looked sharp. He looked ready. He was the only person in that post in their post game interview that was happy. Um, yeah. 
And it was, it was rough. It was very, very rough. I mean, Gus Nyquist and Justin Danforth both score for the Blue Jackets in the third period. Justin Danforth, I was actually very happy for. Um, not that it super mattered much, but he's really been trying to get that second goal. He's hit a lot of posts in the last few games. And I think that for him as a player, getting that goal is important. Um, you know, much like with a lot of these other younger or newer players into the into the NHL, like those little things are really important for their confidence. So for Danforth, I very much so was happy that he got his second goal. But other than that, it was just a lot of bad hockey, like a lot of bad hockey from the Blue Jackets. Yeah. And I think it's hard too, because we usually try to do the whole like three stars thing. <laughs> and it's hard because really the only two that I'm like, I'm like Eric Robinson and Jonas Corposalo. I'm like, those are the two players that like through these two games, I feel like pretty good about. And I don't really have much else to add in terms of that. I don't know if you want to do a three stars or if you're feeling pretty good. No, I mean, I would say similarly, it's like Eric Robinson and Corpy, like, you know, there was sparks here and there, but over these two games, we gave up a lot of stupid penalties and it it just was messy. It was very messy. It was not cohesive in any way. Like I said, the most cohesive period we had was the third period against uh, Vancouver or the first period against Vancouver. No. Yes. The first period against Vancouver. Um, <clears throat> and after that, I mean, it was just five straight periods through these two games of bad hockey and yeah. a lot of, a lot of interesting things to think on when uh, shortly, did we know? Yeah, we knew already. We knew going into the Edmonton game that we were no longer going to be playing Calgary on Saturday. Um, Calgary is one of the teams that, um, is shut down until after the Christmas break um, due to the number of players and staff members that they have in COVID protocol. So we knew we were going to get to come home and have a few days to sort some things out. So we definitely left Edmonton with a lot of things to think about. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we don't have to think about too much. How much money you can win on DraftKings? Yeah, how to get your fucking coin with, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't cuss before the ad read, but I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to keep it in. It's a manic episode. How to get your coin. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you're going to be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. And it's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action and everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and bet just $1 on any team to score, and you're going to win $100 in free bets. And if they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is unrelated. I think those promos are only available in those three states. The DraftKings Sportsbook is available in Michigan, so I'm actually going to be able to start doing it, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, yeah, that's to be determined. It could really go either way. <laughs> but we could have a little segment called Jeremy's Bets. It'll be a good time uh, for, for the listeners, not for me. It will not be a good time for me, I fear. Let's cross our fingers. Let's do um, that. So, yeah, so let's, let's t- ha- have a little uh, COVID corner um, because much like uh, – the National Football League, the National Hockey League is getting hit hard and fast with COVID. Um, just within the last 10 days, the Calgary Flames, the Florida Panthers, the National Predators, the Boston Bruins, um, the Stars, I think? No, the Stars just played last night. Did you say the Panthers? I did say the Panthers. The Avalanche have had issues. Well, and today it was announced that all cross-country or, like, between-country games are now postponed um, until after the Christmas break. So all those teams we listed are all on pause until after the Christmas break due to COVID protocol. Um, almost, I would say... A decent half of the teams have multiple players um, on their COVID protocol listing. It was announced today that the Columbus Blue Jackets have now been added to that list of teams with multiple players on protocol um, with the announcement of Gabriel Carlson, Boone Jenner, and Jack Rosovic um, being added to the list. And today, out of an abundance of caution, uh, the Blue Jackets canceled the team practice and also pushed their flight to Buffalo to tomorrow morning. Um, so they were supposed to leave this afternoon for tomorrow night's game. Uh, we will see if that continues to move forward. Um, but COVID is, again, we we say it all the time. COVID is very real. COVID is very contagious. COVID um is not immune to those who are vaccinated and as we know all of the members of the Columbus Blue Jackets are vac- fully vaccinated um and yeah it is it is rough now while these new variants are potentially less harmful to those who are fully vaccinated there still is the real risk that some of these players could develop pretty severe symptoms um, that are, you know, a real concern. Um, A lot of these players have families, children, um, a lot of children that are under the age that are allowed to be vaccinated. Um, You know, this isn't just a small, like little dip in the water. These, these positive test results, um, have a ripple effect and I think we are just at the beginning and it's only going to going to um, increase throughout the the national hockey league tenfold. I 
I say this not to be dramatic, but I say it as a realist who's recognizing the situation and I'm just like looking at it like chronologically and how it's played out. The Columbus Blue Jackets need to not play hockey until after the Christmas break. They need to not play against Buffalo on on today, like the day that this is coming out. And maybe by the time this episode comes out, it'll be moot and the game will already have been canceled. The team is not flying out to Buffalo until tomorrow after a morning skate, which is just like you're going to do a morning skate and then you're going to fly to Buffalo. You're not going to do a, a morning skate in Buffalo or like a skate. In, like, I don't know. Part of me is just like there's no way. Like, there's no way that that is logistically like how they're thinking tomorrow is going to go. And – or today, sorry. And I – think it's just irresponsible it's absolutely irresponsible for this team to play a hockey game and i know that that's not popular to say because i know there are a lot of folks a lot of blue jackets fans who feel that you know and in some ways like i recognize that this is the truth of the situation too just in terms of the pandemic is like yeah like people are gonna get this variant like and people are like we're gonna have to like learn how to adjust to it and like figure out like how we're gonna move forward but nobody's figured out how we're going to yet and so until we do I just think it's irresponsible. And if you look, this all like is linking back to the fact that the Blue Jackets played a game in Vancouver that they probably shouldn't have played. Then all of a sudden you have players that start to test positive. Vancouver plays. like It's just like it all stems right from this one. Like, I don't want to call it ground zero, but in some ways it is right. And all you're doing by playing this game today on Monday is subjecting the Buffalo Sabres to that in, in a week or so. And then you're subjecting whoever the Sabres play. Oh, I guess it's us again. I guess they play us again. But like, but still, like, it's just like, it's just like, it's a cycle. And you're not going to break the cycle until you do something to interrupt it. And I don't understand, like, why that's not sinking in. And I know it all comes down to money. But here's the other thing. Take every game that's not going to be able to be played right now, put it during the Olympic break, because there's no fucking way that's happening. Right? Like, like, logically, there's no way that's happening. I know there are some players that still want to go. Like, there are players who, just because of the way that the Olympics have worked with NHL players over the course of the last decade, they haven't gotten a chance to go in their prime, and that sucks. And those players might be more keen to. I'm thinking of folks like Steven Stamkos, but no, nobody's going to go. Like, if you think you have to be in government-controlled China for three to five weeks if you test positive, would you go? No, and I think that that's – I mean – more and more players in just this past week have started expressing concern about not wanting to go and being concerned about if they do test positive. I mean, having to stay in China for three to five weeks after the Olympics are concluded, like that's putting you like way out of the rest of the NHL season. Um, that would put you out of all of the March games, maybe even leading into april which is crunch time for a lot of these teams and it's just too that kind of international travel is just way way too risky in my opinion um i do believe that as more and more cases start to pop up i think more and more players are going to express that they do not want to pursue traveling for the olympics and it sucks Honestly, they shouldn't even be having the Olympics to begin with because of COVID. And like, it's just too, it's just too much. Um, and we have this opportunity where we could shut down for right now um, and have this opportunity to make up those games in February. 
and not send players to the Olympics. Um, and I just, I don't know what the powers that be, um, or Batman, like what they're, you know, cause it is, it is all circled around money. Um, mm. and we've seen plenty of fans who don't want to see a shutdown, but here's the thing. The more and more players that test positive, they can't play. So who are you expecting to see out on the ice? Because this COVID is just as rampant in the AHL affiliates. Yeah, like I mean, way more AHL, the... way more AHL teams have been closed down already. So like yeah, it's, it's not like you're pulling, it's not like you're pulling players up. Yeah. So it's like I don't know who you're expecting to come see. And here's the other thing, fans: the more and more that we push for this, the faster like they're going to start restricting fans because we're already seeing it in the Canadian teams. Montreal's already down to 50% capacity in their arena. Um, you know, it's just, we're going to go back to where we were at the start of the last season where none of us are able to enjoy the game in person. Well, um, I think the thing to keep in mind too, right. is like, and this is what I'm so frustrated about. I think like, just from our perspective is like the only reason the Canadians did that, right. Is because the government steps in. And I think until, until governments in the United States, whether that's local state or federal start to also act in a similar way, teams aren't going to, teams aren't going to say no, because here's the thing, right. Is like, you're going to find 12 to 18, depending on like, who you ask or what game it is. Like you're going to find 12 to 18,000 people that want to go to a game in nationwide arena. Like you're going to find those people admittedly, unless things were wild, I think you and I would probably be two of them. Like who would recognize the risk and assume the risk and would do everything in our power to remain safe. Uh, and to make sure that other people were safe. Like, I don't know, wearing a mask in the arena, like we're supposed to. I So I hear, and I just, until governments start stepping in, teams are not going to do the right thing. Like teams are not going to do what they should do. And I know that that makes us unpopular folks. Like I know some people don't like to hear us say those things, but it's true. It's the reality. Well, yeah. And we've been, you know, you and I have always been very um, upfront that our opinions on COVID are not seemingly the majority of a lot of hockey fans granted we only see a small percentage of those fans that we interact with on social media but you I know think more, i think a majority of the people who hold our opinions are a little bit quieter though like do you know what i mean like yeah. I, I i think some people are just super loud yes that is true um but yeah our you know our our opinion has been the same we will do whatever it takes to make sure that ourselves um, and fellow fans and our, our, the team that we love can, can remain healthy and safe. And if that for a time being means that we can't see them play in person, um, that's what we're going to have to do. If that means that we have to start showing proof of vaccination at Nationwide Arena, I'm happy to show my vaccine card that has all three of my shots listed on it. Like, um, okay, so I will flex. <laughs> I and I will continue to wear a mask as I have been doing every time I am in the arena. Um, 
and keeping it on um, the whole time. Cough, cough to a large majority of people I see at the arena that don't do L- that. Literally cough, cough. Uh, yeah, literally cough, cough. Um, you know, and I think it comes down to, I think some of the things that we talked about in earlier in our earliest of episodes when we were preparing to have fans back in the arena um, is this attitude of you have to start caring more about other people. Um, you just have to. And, and that also goes along with the mindset that we've always had with this podcast is that we want this to be a safe place for all people to come and to talk about hockey and to be able to fan in whatever authentic way that they want to. Um, and being a fan and being part of a community means that you have to care about each other and doing the things that will allow us to continue to watch the sport that we love is not a political mind game or an agenda. Um, it's just simply caring about other people and, for the love of God, literally, um, if you're going to care about people, care about people at Christmas, at least. Yeah. Like, this, <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> this is when we're supposed to be, you know, merry and bright and all that bullshit. Like, just freaking care about people. Like, and I know that this is coming from someone who cares probably too much, but. No such thing. You know, I've also seen. Some of my dear friends lose their parents in the last few months from COVID. Yeah. Like, I have a pre-existing condition that if I don't take the right precautions with COVID, like, getting boosted, getting my vaccine, wearing a mask in public places, like, I subject myself to the potential to have real complications. And But I'm doing everything that I can, and I'm also doing that to help protect other people. And, and I, I don't think, think that that's hard. No. And I I think, like, I want to recognize the exhaustion, right? Like, I want to recognize just how exhausting it's been. I mean, I, I forget who I was talking to the other day, but it was uh, – actually, it was a C's wedding. It was talking to somebody who is a friend, former colleague, who just happens to know Steve, too. And we were just talking about how, you know, this entire – like – it's been 20 months, like it's been 20 months basically since this started. And, you know, just how much has changed in 20 months while also nothing. And that is really exhausting. And the, to the people who have been doing what Laura references and, and what I think most folks probably have been doing, and that's doing everything you need to, to take care of yourself and take care of others. I like see you and, and I understand like, it's frustrating to be in the situation that we're in now where you're faced with the reality that once again, certain things that you care about might, might have to take a, take a second and take a break. And I think until we figure out how to make this work, we just have to extend so much grace to each other and to everybody because, you know, sure we've been doing this for 20 months, but none of us are experts on this. Like even the experts on this, aren't necessarily experts on this. Like, take them at their word and believe them. Please, for the sake of God, believe them. But, like, they, everybody is still trying to figure out what this is and what this means for us moving forward. And at the end of the day, like, just knowing that 
in some way, shape or form, like we're able to still continue to watch hockey and we're able to still have this thing that matters so much to all of us. Like that's what should matter the most at the end of the day. Uh, that's what should be what, what keeps us steadfast in our desire to, to make this better. And I think of, I mean, just like on a personal note, like mostly because like losing a parent at 22 or 23 really, really hits home for me. Um, I think about like Patrick Line and like what would have happened if all this was going on and happening, all that kind of stuff. And because the NHL wasn't proactive or because of these other things, like that he wouldn't have been able to go home to say goodbye to his father, like in some way, shape or form. Like what would, like, I couldn't even imagine that. Like COVID almost took that away from me with my mom. And I can't even imagine those things. Like, it's just like, and that's still something we're talking about and dealing with today. Like that's what's so wild to me. And it could all just be made easier by genuine human kindness and, and empathy. And, and I just hope that somehow, some way we're able to find it together because like you said, just about fandom and just about communities, it's like, we're all so much better <laughs> when we act together. So like, can we please start thinking about it? Like, can we please start trying and that goes for everything. It's not just COVID. It's everything. Like, be better to each other. Like, please just be nice. Like, you never know what somebody's going through, what somebody's been through. And so just continue to to be good people is all I have, really. Yeah. No, I mean, that's in the spirit of this community that we are trying to to build and trying to bring into the folds of of the fifth line like it it is as simple as that it's just it's be good be kind to one another and express some grace um because it's not none of this is easy for anyone and you know the last thing we want i mean i saw a a twitter follow twitter followers of ours today tweet that her father um has covid and isn't doing well you know these are very like real circumstances and so it's just you you just never know truly what someone is going through at any point in time um and it's yeah so as as the nhl continues to make decisions as teams have to continue to make decisions as you yourself have to make decisions for your health and safety and for the health and safety of your family, please just remember to take a moment to be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and just try to navigate these waters with as much grace as possible. I couldn't agree more. Well, what else have you got on your radar other than our lovely plugs? Um, I do just want to reiterate on an episode um, about a statement that you and I put out um, last week, um, just because it was such a big part of Blue Jackets uh, Twitter and social media sports conversation. So um, I'm actually just going to read our statement because I think I don't think that we need to address the specific users and accounts that are... um, that are at the center of this. Um, but I think it's just important to reiterate over an episode, um, our thoughts. Um, so to our beloved fifth line from the inception of subjectively speaking, we have made it a priority to provide spaces for all hockey fans to live and fan authentically. 
We take pride in working to be the podcast of the people. We recognize that over the last couple of days, some folks, specifically those in underrepresented communities in our hockey fandom, have been subjected to behaviors that are unbecoming of a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. This is not acceptable. When the fifth line is at its best, we come together to celebrate our hockey team, keeping in mind that we are people first. We are at our best when we show each other kindness and when we advocate for those who are underrepresented within our community. We know that our advocacy will not always be perfect, but please know that subjectively speaking will always be a place for you. We see you, we care about you. The fifth line is better with you in it. And so to simply say that over the course of the events that happened last week, we are here for anyone. Um, this is a safe space. We want you to feel like you can be heard and seen and welcomed into a community. And we hope that we can be part of that for you. We do. And we hope that you'll be a part of our community by following us everywhere that you can. Sorry, I'm stealing it. Is it okay? On the episode That's that I say good. I'm moving, is it okay if I steal it from you? Yes. It's a little bit fucked up, kind of. I mean, we can talk about it later, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at SubjectivelyPod. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by looking up Subjectively Speaking the way we spell it. You know by now. If you're trying to get some... You know, I, I'm not even going to say last minute holiday gifts. It's not going to get there on time. But if you just like to stay warm and you want to get something long-sleeved uh, or you just want to rock some subjectively speaking merch, mostly to fund my move, <laughs> um, you could do – not really. All of our money goes back to, in some way, shape, or form, you all. <laughs> I don't think we've actually taken any money. But you can buy all of the things – Subjectively speaking.threadless.com. I made a website. It needs to be updated. Subjectively speaking.com. And you can just keep in touch with us because I think we're a good time. And we'd love to engage with you all and interact with you all. And we are so grateful for you all. So until we get a chance to, I'm not forgetting anything, right? You can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever yeah, podcast you platform do that. you on. Laura, I just forgot to say it because they just haven't done it in so long. Just, <laughs> we haven't gotten a rate in so long that I just is the pity party working? Have you gotten a rate the episode yet, y'all? All anyway, you have to do, do is just one swift scroll and just hit the stars. It does it for you. You can even humble us with a four star, but no less than yeah. that. That would be pretty messed up. I'm already pretty damaged, so like nothing less than four. Correct. But until next time, y'all, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Be nice to each other. Love each other. Uh, and hopefully we can come back to a place where hockey is uh, at the forefront of our brains. But right now, when sometimes other things are, just take care of yourself and others, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.